Welcome to the AVA Journal Legal Rebels podcast, where we talk to men and women who are remaking the legal profession, changing the way the law is practiced, and setting standards that will guide us into the future. Welcome. I'm your host, Lyle Moran. My guest today is Jake Sussman, the COO and co-founder of Evasort, which is an AI-based contract management platform. Since its founding in 2016, Evasort has quickly made inroads in the legal industry with Microsoft and Netflix among its prominent clients. During this episode, we will discuss Evasort's founding, its use of AI in the contracts process, and the company's growth amid a very competitive market. Jake, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me, Lyle. Well, Jake, I was hoping you could start off sharing what prompted you to go to law school in the first place. Yeah, absolutely. I decided to go to law school after working in private equity, and I went there with a very you know, specific goal in mind. I decided I wanted to be a lawyer in the private equity space. And the reason why was I had gotten to work with lawyers quite a bit, both in the private equity side where I was buying companies. Um, I also got to work with lawyers when I was in, I'd worked in municipal government and actually gone to work with lawyers as part of planning how to build a city. How do we zone the right land and how do we build the right things and build the right infrastructure? And so I'd gotten to work really closely with lawyers and was really fascinated by the work. There's a lot of really complicated decisions, a lot of nuance, and a lot of challenges that come with the law, including whether it's interpreting it, applying it. And so all those got me excited to go to law school and actually help advise and build things as part of being the lawyer on the deal and being the lawyer in the room advising on these projects. Interesting. So you get to law school, you had this kind of preconceived idea of where you wanted to go in the law. You know, how did your time at law school lead you to end up getting involved with what now has become Evasort? Yeah, it wasn't the path I expected. I knew which firm I wanted to work at and I thought that's where I'd go. But as I started looking into it and actually, you know, spent a summer at a law firm, what I learned more and more is that despite, you know, going through four years of undergrad and then now going through three years of law school, a lot of being a lawyer was very different than what I had expected. Instead of spending the time advising, there was a lot of time being spent searching for things, searching for answers, searching for documents. There was a lot of time being spent trying to find precedent of how others approached it. And all those make sense. That's the right way to approach it. But the amount of time that was being spent, the amount of time people were spending doing work that I knew from my own work uh, before was possible to do in a lot better and quicker way with automation, with computers, and with the modern technology that was out there, it really surprised me. And it was something that the more and more I learned, the more I was surprised by the way lawyers were actually practicing in reality. And that just pushed me to look at what else is out there. And so even before starting Evasor, I started looking at, okay, are there other jobs I should look at? Because I, I went to law school to be a lawyer, but as I'm learning more, it's less and less exciting in the sense that I think the law should be practiced differently. But unfortunately, if you go to you know, a large firm, it's you're, the way it is is the way it is. And so I looked into consulting and spent some time working at the Boston Consulting Group, where I got to work more on the business side. And I also spent the summer at a law firm. And all those actually just furthered my conviction that this should be different. There is a better way. There's tools out there. The technology exists. Um, Someone should build something to actually change this. And I met up with 
one of my section mates in law school, uh, Jerry, who's our CEO and co-founder, and he had been working on this idea for Evisort at the time, which was basically tackling that exact problem of there's a better way to practice law. Let's make it happen. Hmm, interesting. Now, you meet up with Jerry. Why the focus on contracts when you're developing out um, Evisort? It's really interesting, Lyle, because in law school, most of your time is spent on the litigation side of things, where you're talking about how to go to court, how to write a brief, how to argue something. And the same if you take a step back and you look at what folks think of lawyers. But in reality, 70% of the time lawyers are spending is on contract stuff. So it's really the area where lawyers spend the most of their time. And as we looked out into what we would be doing if we were a lawyer, that's where we'd be spending our time working on contracts, drafting them, reviewing them, negotiating them. And it really is where essentially a lot of the legal work gets done. And it's what powers the, the world around us, right? As we lawyers working on contracts, that's powering deals, that's powering the companies. It really is powering everything around us. So as we dove further into how can this be better, it really centered around what are lawyers spending a really significant amount of their time on today? And especially what are they spending a really significant amount of time on today that they don't need to be spending their time on? And it's not that they don't need to be spending their time on contracts, it's they don't need to be spending their time on contracts in this way. And that's really what pulled us in as we talked to a lot of folks. So even at this point, as we learned more, we also spent a lot of time really talking to lawyers, both at law firms and in, in companies, to understand more and more. And that really solidified and validated our hypothesis as we went out and talked to them more and more. Yeah, and as you were talking to them, were there any kind of aha moments along the way when you realize, oh, we're really on to something here that you know lawyers and other legal professionals need? There were. There were quite a few, actually. It's funny, we talked to more than 100 different lawyers before we wrote the first line of code or really even documented the business plan because we really wanted to make sure that what we were doing was, was valid. Like, we don't want to build something and make sure that it's, it's not going to get, you know, we want to make sure it's going to get used. And I think for us, as we talked to more and more lawyers, and we ended up zeroing in on the lawyers in companies, right? And that's why we have companies like Netflix and Microsoft working with us. The aha moment there was really, as we learned about their day-to-day, realizing that every lawyer out there, they all are working hard. It's not that, um, you know, they, they're like, oh, I'm chilling, that's why I'm doing it this way. They're all working really hard. And they're all trying to get, get results out faster. They all have all people who rely on them at their company. And for them, it's how do I turn things around quickly? How do I get them answers quickly? So they all want to be able to move quicker. They want to be able to give answers faster. They want to be able to provide better results. And the same with the people on the other side, the folks that are their customers, which are their internal um, counterparts, they want the same thing. And so as we ended up focusing on the in-house counsel, it was a real aha moment for us of just really aligned incentives of these people, they are already working too hard. Uh, they, they want to be able to do more, but there's, uh, there's just functional challenges. It's, it's hard. Like There's only so much you can do. And they needed the tools. And if given the tools, their lives get better, their constituents and customers' lives, their own internal counterparts and team members get better. And that was really a moment of, if we can solve this for them, we make everyone's lives better, um, and we really elevate the, the practice of law within companies overall. So, you know, obviously, I think, believe it's 2016, Evasort officially launched. Um, you know, let's get into how you are helping 
um, lawyers at these companies with their contracts? I mean, first off, you know, how does Evasort help users create contracts? So we cover the end-to-end of contracting. It it starts with creation, but it also it's a loop, right, of contract creation, review, negotiation, signing, and uh, and then managing and dealing with what happens when those contracts come up uh, for either renewal or termination. For the creation process, we provide a tool that lets them automate the contract creation process so they can have contracts that have complex logic depending on a couple answers people provided that automate the creation. It automatically assigns the review and takes it through the review process. So making sure the right person is looking at it at the right time, not before, not after. And using our AI to help them review by seeing key information about the contracts as they're looking at it and reviewing it, so making the review process better. That's like the general theme. We also provide a lot of tools in terms of our platform being an end-to-end platform that helps them take the information from contracts that are signed. So now that you've got a bunch of contracts signed, how do you learn from those to make the contracting process better, make the contract creation process better? So where are things getting negotiated a lot and getting changed a lot? And so it essentially flows end-to-end of you create contracts in Evisort, you review them, you can get them signed, and then once they're managed, you take that information from contracts that have been completed and use that to improve your process to make the process quicker and make the process less heavily negotiated, less uh, less cumbersome. Well, you mentioned a lot of different parts of the process that I want to delve into, but one word that did come up was, or phrase that came up was AI. Um, and I'm wondering, you know, why Evasort decided to incorporate AI into its platform from the get-go? It's, it's interesting because we actually, when we build things, we actually use a mantra of AI is actually the tool of last resource because it's often used as a buzzword of, let's just solve things with AI. Uh, Our approach is we want to solve things, and if there's a better way, we'll do it. But unfortunately, AI has been the only way to solve uh, a lot of the problems that we're trying to solve because they're complicated. So when we started building Evisort, our hypothesis going in was lawyers are reading contracts more than they have to. That means when they're trying to find something, they have to read too many contracts to find the right one. When they're trying to answer a question, they have to read too many contracts. So how do we help them with this? It's by providing them answers and summaries of the contracts without them having to read it. Well, to get there, we tried a lot of different approaches, but we zeroed in on AI as really the only way to truly have an algorithm that can read a contract, understand what it's saying, and give that output back to them so that they can get these answers without doing all the work. So uh, we, we invested heavily there at the start of, okay, we've discovered that the existing solutions don't work. Now we need to validate, is there a solution that works? We think AI is, at this point, the only way to do it. And we spent a lot of time validating that. Could we even build the AI to solve this? Because it was, at the time, unproven science. It wasn't known whether or not AI could be applied in this, in this way. But that's where we, we focused on to see, can we, if we give it enough data, if we build the right model in the right way, can we build a model that can actually read the contracts and understand the key data points that lawyers and folks reviewing contracts need to understand to get that summary and get that information? Hmm. Now, how long did that process take to really find out, oh yeah, like the AI is working in this contracts realm? We, we spent a few months to validate that the approach worked, but it took more than two years to actually 
train the models to where we felt comfortable giving it to our customers. So actually, from when we were founded in 2016 until we went live with our first customers at the end of 2018, we were still building the models and building out the training data. Uh, and the reason why is because it isn't easy. Um, it requires a lot of data. We, uh, early on, we as a founding group were just reading more contracts than I ever expected to read in my life, just going through it and tagging and providing information to the AI. Uh, and you know, our, our mantra was, uh, we'll do it so others don't have to. But you know, it, it's a complicated challenge because there is a lot of nuance in contracts. One word can change things. People write things very differently. And so for us to make sure that it's not just going to you know, pick up on a keyword, but it's actually going to understand what it's saying and give the answer based on that, we spent more than two years building out the AI before we even went live uh, with our first customers. And I see, you know, your website emphasizes that Evasort uses actual AI, not a rules-based system. Could you explain what you mean by that and why you guys highlight that? Absolutely. And this, this actually highlights the world before us and what, where we think the world is going and what we built. But before, before we built our platform out, to the extent folks were using automation, it was using this rules-based approach, and there's still a lot of it out there. And what rules typically means is, like, if this, then that. So if, like, a clause contains a certain word, then tag it as the clause that I'm looking for. Tag it as assignment if it contains the word assignment in it or if it contains the word transfer in it. That's the, the rules-based approach. AI is going a, a whole lot deeper. AI is taking words and sentences and actually coming up with representations that are different than the way any human would ever read it that capture the meaning and using that to actually predict Here's a meaning I'm trying to identify. I'm trying to identify any language that talks about whether or not you can transfer this agreement. And it's using that to then look at, at paragraphs and say, does this identify and answer the question I'm trying to, trying to answer? With rules approaches, the reason why we feel really strongly that it's the wrong approach and why we, we emphasize that is because rules approaches break very quickly. And that's where you run into trouble because with a rules approach, one typo can change something. If somebody wrote something differently, they used a different word, that breaks the rules. You really have to predict every possible permutation and they just, they break. And so for lawyers who care very heavily about making sure that they, they find the right things, when you have systems that rely on rules and are super rigid in terms of how they approach the problem, that's where you run into these challenges that an AI tool is specifically solves because it's actually looking at the meaning, not just saying, does it meet this one rule or set of rules that I have? And if it does, great. If not, not. So it's, it's too binary, essentially, when you take a rules approach and too easy to fail when just something like a typo can throw it off. Mm, very interesting. Well, we'll be back after a short break. If you're like me, you're probably a bit frustrated with the state of our political system today. Democracy Decoded, a podcast by Campaign Legal Center, examines our government and discusses innovative ideas that could lead to a stronger, more transparent, accountable, and inclusive democracy. Listen at democracydecoded.org to their new season, which takes a deep dive into democracy at the state and local level by highlighting different ways to ensure that every voter's voice is heard. Delegate out those tasks that take up your time. Staffy can help you with your legal, administrative, marketing, and even client-facing workload. Hiring Staffy's top-notch bilingual virtual staff means Staffy does the recruiting, hiring, and training for you. Then, if you need a change, Staffy handles it. 
you get to concentrate on your strategic work. Schedule a free consultation at staffy.cc. That's S-T-A-F-I dot C-C and get $500 off with code HAPPY24. Filing court documents, serving legal papers, collecting electronic signatures, all critical parts of the litigation process, yet ones that are time-consuming and error-prone. But what if you could do more straight from your case or document management software? InfoTrack automates data entry, document selection, tracking, and information syncing across all these core tasks and more by integrating with your core systems like Clio, Smokeball, Leap, MyCase, and others. Spend more time on substantive legal work and less time on busy work. Learn how simple it can be at infotrack.com simple. Welcome back to my conversation with Jake Sussman, the COO and co-founder of Evasor. Jake, we were discussing your platform's use of AI before the break. Can you share in which ways um, clients have found the use of AI the most helpful? Absolutely. I think one of the most interesting parts about using our platform and using the AI is just how quickly it tells you information about everything that you and your company have been doing throughout its history. So one of the really cool parts of the platform that we've built is as you load up new documents. So let's say, let's say all your contracts are stored in Google Drive. When you plug that into our platform, within a few minutes, you start getting all the information about how have you done your contracting process throughout the years, right? Whether it's before you joined the company, after you joined the company, you can now see who are the parties you're contracting with, what are the upcoming expiration dates, where are their typical renewal terms that you've agreed to. Really all the answers that they often ask of contracts just suddenly show up across their entire corpus. And that's one of the, the really interesting moments because when it comes to contracts, there's really two ways that you're really using the AI side. One of them is to, is to make the reviewing process better, right? So um, being able to review contracts quicker and also improve the, uh, the contract drafting process. And that's one area where it's, the AI is used very heavily. But the other is around the once my contracts are signed, how do I answer questions? And questions can be about specific documents or about your entire documents, right? So in a question that might come up is, oh, the GDPR laws changed, they just passed, had a new court ruling, and now I need to go through all my contracts that have GDPR provisions in them under the old court ruling and update them. Well, with Evisort, you can plug the contracts in, and in just a couple minutes, you basically have your answer of here's all the contracts. Now you can go take the action you need to of getting those updated um, or deciding if you want to update those contracts. And so it's often answering these types of questions and they can come up in the day-to-day of, can we terminate with this supplier to more events-driven, like the GDPR example, or even we're selling or buying a company, we need to identify the risks and which ones we can or can't, which contracts we can or cannot assign and transfer. And really it's around those types of use cases. Um, the other use case I'll highlight that comes up really often, both for lawyers and for um, other folks at companies that use contracts like procurement folks, is around identifying your contracts that are expiring. So often, you know, you sign a contract and it goes into a black box of, you know, hopefully somebody looks at it before we have to renew it or they notify us. But instead, with an AI system, you can find out and get a warning ahead of not just when the contract expires, but ahead of even the notice period for when you have to decide and make sure that you never wind up in a contract that you don't want to be in because you missed that renewal. And that's a really important use case that just 
instantly underlies, explains the ROI behind having a system like this versus not. Hmm. Well, you know, you've touched upon many different ways in which um, users of Evasort can, um, you know, get help with um, both analyzing contracts, creating contracts. I'm wondering when a new client first comes on board, does it take them a little while to really get comfortable using all the different elements that Evasort offers? It's actually really easy and it's a really quick process for them to get used to it. And I like to think it's a trust build process. So you log in and Lawyers by nature are often very skeptical, right? So they want to see, is it actually working? How's it actually doing? But when they log in, they see that information presented to them. And what's interesting is many lawyers often have like sort of preconceived notions of what they expect the layout to be at their company, like the answers to certain questions to be. They might be wrong, they might be right, but they often have views. And so when they log in, they get those answers. And if they're shockingly different, they're quickly diving in and seeing. And when you see that the AI found something that you missed, that builds trust of like, oh, this is, uh, this is actually finding the things that I would not have found otherwise. And the same the other way, right? When you, if you know that you have a certain number of agreements that are subject to GDPR and the platform's finding that, that builds that trust. So when they log in within a few minutes, they're getting that information that says, here's what we found across your documents and here's the summary and here's the information. And they're able to start diving in right away and not just dive in, but they can see where the AI pulled it, how we got our answers, and so I think it's a trust building process in that sense. Uh, and it makes, we, we like to make it really easy for them to get there so they can use it. There's always, of course, more advanced features as they, they use it more, but it really is a, just get your documents in there and then it's use it right away. And that's the beauty of AI is you can just put your documents in and it runs. So there isn't much more work beyond that, beyond now saying, what are the answers I want to know? Um, what are the workflows I want to set up? Things like that. Yeah, and you mentioned workflows. Um, you know, why do you feel it's important for a tool like Evasort to assist with contract workflows? I think there's two reasons. Uh, the first one is the simpler one, which is people want one tool to work out of for their contracts. They don't want to have to string together different tools. Um, they don't want to have to find ways to integrate different solutions. They want one tool for their contracting process. That's that's the simpler answer, and that's often uh, what a lot of folks feel, and I, I think it's very valid. But I think the more important part is that we, we treat contracting like a loop where we feel it is really important that you learn from your executed contracts to make your new agreements better. And so having it all under one roof, under one system, is really helping us carry out that vision of making the end-to-end process better and really making companies smarter about their own information. It's information that they've already had. These are their contracts that they own, but we're now giving them the insights so they can actually take action and make that loop better and better. And so for us, we see it as a really important part of closing that loop and keeping the loop going is having it all under one roof so that they can take the data that the AI is learning from their completed contracts to inform that creation process. Hmm. And perhaps you've you know covered this with that answer in previous ones, but I did see that the intelligent dashboarding feature was a new one that Eversort launched, I believe last year. Could you talk a little bit about that feature and why it was added? Absolutely. So I think the underlying thing to think about with any AI approach is it's not just about getting the data, it's about making it usable. And that's why we focused and, and built, built those dashboards out. It's because we want to take the data, but then we want to present it to our users in a way that's actionable, that actually answers questions, that tells them how, what, what they need to know and how they're doing and gives them a quick view. 
So there's a lot of AI and a lot of things going on underneath the hood, but that's not the most important part. The important thing is now they have information to make decisions based on and make their business better. So it's information about their contracts. We also provide information about their contracting process. So we're trying to, in general, open up the legal black box, if you will, of you know, not just they're legal and hopefully they're doing a good job or not, but how many contracts are they reviewing every month? How quickly is that happening? Are there people who are getting saddled with too many contract reviews where we need to spread the workload a little bit out? Why are contracts taking so long? These are questions that get asked and they might have good answers, right? But we wanna help them both ask and answer these questions to make their process better too, uh, so that they can continue to build a better legal org uh, and really just turn the legal process from a, uh, a process, if you will, to a competitive advantage within their company. They can get sales deals done faster, they can review things quicker, they can be more nimble. Um, all those are made possible when you when you turn the legal into a superpower. Hmm. And clearly, you know, Evasort has had success bringing on board um, some very large, well-known companies like Microsoft and Netflix. And I'm wondering, you know, what you think the key has been to signing on such big name clients early in the um, you know the life of your company. It's been talking to the actual users. Uh, we obviously have ideas and we have a lot of thoughts on how contracting should be. But there's a lot of lawyers out there that have these ideas and thoughts too. And it's been really talking to them as we build, as, whenever we build something new, understanding what is the problems that they want to solve? What are the problems they have today? And then thinking through what is the right solution? Not, as, not what is the solution that's out there today and how do they solve it today? But what is the right way to solve this? And I think that's been uh, a really important part for us in everything we build. It's really making sure that we um, focus on how we're going to solve problems for lawyers uh, today. And you know, to to your question, these companies have tools already. It's not like they they didn't have any tool ever before, but there's tool the tools they had weren't solving their problems, and that's where we got laser focused on how do we solve problems that are still out there and have not been well solved by all the companies that are out there today. And so uh, it started early on, even before we built anything, talking to the users, and that's continued to be really where we focus on as we build to make sure that we we build the right way. Mm. And I've seen too your company recently reported that last year it saw significant revenue gains, even amid what's you know COVID. And so I'm wondering, you know, what's been the key to success during these tumultuous times? Yeah, these times have actually made the need for a tool like ours uh, even more necessary. And COVID highlighted some examples. The the common one that came up early on in COVID was force majeure, where suddenly everybody had a question they needed to answer through all their contracts around which contracts have force majeure clauses in them that I can exercise because there truly was a unanticipated, unforeseeable event happening. And while that's one use case, it really highlights the need to be able to dive into your contracts at any point and answer questions that you don't know the answer to. If you were a retail store, a retail chain, and you had thousands of shops, and now you no longer have customer traffic coming in, you need a way to make sure that you can stay in business. And that's where being able to pour through and find which contracts you can use to uh, save money or, uh, you know, whether it's on the supplier or the, you know, on the, the lease side, uh, they're really, really shown through on some of those opportunities. I think it's worth highlighting there's also been a shift that we've seen in the industry. You know, five or 10 years ago, it was very common, and even still today, it's quite common for people to uh, brute force the legal process, if you will. You run out of Excel and email and Outlook and uh, out of those common tools. 
but it's it's been changing. The legal operations as a field has really taken off with advocates for this new process and this new way to run legal. And we've really seen that across our customers too, where they're now thinking about not just how do I get through the day-to-day, but what is the right way to build a legal function? And we see general counsel bringing in these folks to help out as well. And so as all these folks are looking for solutions and they're seeing it through our platform, right? that's really been uh, incredibly powerful. And that's something where your question earlier about the AI versus rules really shines through is when we're able to show customers who they may not know what AI is, right? Or they've heard about it, they've read about it. But when we can show them live on their documents, just upload a document and see the AI results instantly, just see what it spits out, see the what it finds, that makes it real. And that helps with adoption as well and really helps them say, okay, I get it now. I get if I give you, I gave you one contract or five contracts and I saw the results. Now I get what would happen if I gave you thousands or tens of thousands, um, just what I can do with that. Hmm. Well, I want to, you know, conclude by looking forward and I'm wondering, you know, what direction you see the company going in, including with its use of AI in the coming months in the year ahead. For us, we really want to bake intelligence and automation into everything that we do. That's a big theme for us and where we think the industry should go. Every part of the contracting process has room to be better. There's better ways to draft, how to use AI to suggest based on other documents and seeing what you should put in. There's better ways to negotiate. Instead of saying, we do or don't agree to this, can you use information to say, we have or have not agreed to these terms? We know that typically with companies of your size, we don't agree to these terms and have data behind it. And really across the contracting process, we think that there should be intelligence baked in that utilizes the data from the past from both our customers, but also from the industry as a whole to make that process more data-driven. And so I think that's a, a really important piece of it. The, the other side and uh, you know a trend I'll point at as well is I think every legal department out there has a lot of pressure to be better, be quicker. Uh, it's just a general pressure that exists out there. And so we're seeing that more and more. And as companies experience that, they'll be looking for these types of solutions that makes a lawyer quicker, but also offloads some of the decisions from lawyers to others. So where if a lawyer has already made a decision once, let's say they've reviewed a contract with a certain term once, how do you make sure they don't have to review it a second time? How do you enable folks to take advantage of that and use that essentially precedent to go through the process quicker the next time. And I think there's uh, enormous opportunity there as part of bringing that intelligence to the process that we'll be seeing in the coming years as folks really make the contracting process better um, and really keep the lawyers focused on the parts that really does need the legal expertise and the parts that do need the lawyers to dive into um, and analyze while taking the, the lower hanging fruits off and building that automation into the process. Well, it sounds like we have a lot to look forward to in the coming months and years ahead. Um, Jake, thanks so much for joining me. Thanks for having me, Lyle. Really enjoyed our conversation. I also want to thank our listeners for tuning in. Please be sure to rate and review the Legal Rebels podcast on your favorite podcast listening service. I'm your host, Lyle Moran, signing off. If you'd like more information about today's show, please visit LegalRebels.com, LegalTalkNetwork.com, Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find both the ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Or download the free apps from ABA Journal and Legal Talk Network in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, 
is officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.